0: You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome in everybody to another episode of Locked On Texans, your daily Texans talking news podcast. I am John, some sports guy Hickman, happy to be back to join you guys, to talk about week two of Texas training camp. Before we get into that and all things Texas, I want to let you guys know about NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson, host Locked On, Peacock and Williamson, every Monday through Friday. Matt and Brian give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering the latest news, insight on every game, team, and move around the league. Get your daily picks, previews, much more every weekday with Peacock and Williamson podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Can't do this show by myself. Don't want to do this show by myself. Cody Davis, welcome in.
0: Yes, sir. And on this Monday installment of Locked On Texans, John and I are going to discuss how great this defense has looked through the first week of training camp. And then we're going to close out this latest installment of Locked On Texans looking at the implications of Carson Wentz's injury and how that may affect the Houston Texans when dealing Sean Watson. But to get this Monday installment of Locked On Texans kicked off, John, listeners, you know we got to do it we got to talk about the subpar performance of davis mills because on saturday he finally had an opportunity to run with the first team because tyrod taylor was not there and as a matter of fact david cully did say that tyrod taylor actually had an excused absence and he should be back in training camp on today but we finally had an extended look at davis mills davis mills had a bad day to some people because he actually threw not one not two Not three, not four, but five interceptions. And I was there watching Davis Mills. And John, listeners, if I can give a grade to Davis Mills' performance, I will actually give the young man a C. And I know you might be thinking to yourself, how in the hell can Cody Davis analyze and view Davis Mills and give him a C after he threw five interceptions in one practice? It's simply because. The way I'm looking at this is is not that big of a deal because you have to remember that Davis Mills is not a first round draft pick. Davis Mills is not Trevor Lawrence. He is not Zach Wilson. He's a third round quarterback, which means he is a project quarterback. And not to mention, he's also coming into the NFL with a total of what, 15 to 16 games that he played during his time at Stanford It's not that big of a deal. Davis Mills did show some promise, and I'm going to get into that later in this segment. But out of those five interceptions, I do want to mention that two of those wasn't his fault. There was one time where Kiki QT was his intended target and the ball literally bounced off Kiki QT's chest and Terrence Missile caught the interception. Um, And I also want to mention that there was also one time where it was another ricochet interception that that went on. I'm not sure who that was. I think that was the one Bradley Roby did get. But those were just two interceptions that was not Davis Mills fault. But, John, like I mentioned, I'm going to give the positives of what I saw out of Davis Mills, but before I give the flow over to you, I I do want to make this point. There's a guy in Kansas City. I'm pretty sure you guys know who I'm talking about. Patrick Mahomes, the first year that he was undoubtedly the Kansas City Chiefs starting quarterback in 2018, his second year in the league, he threw seven interceptions in a total of six practices. That doesn't sound too good, right? Then there was another guy who goes by the name of Marcus Mariota. His rookie season, training camp. He did not throw not one interception. Fast forward to August 2nd, 2021. Patrick Mahomes is making his case for the GOAT. And Marcus Mariota is a backup quarterback in Las Vegas. It's not that big of a deal.
1: I disagree a little bit. I disagree because, you know, right now, he is still Houston's insurance policy. And if something doesn't go right with, with Tyrod Taylor, remember the last couple of times we saw Tyrod Taylor as a starter didn't look good. And he's also coming off an injury that you know eventually lost him to starting job in Los Angeles, way before the time he was supposed to. What's gonna happen if we, we can't compete at quarterback when we first start the season off? And there were a lot of people out there that wanted to know if he could actually challenge Tyrod Taylor week one. I think the answer is no. That's okay. To your point, he was drafted in the third round. He is a project quarterback, which is, you know, a big reason why Houston, a lot of Houston fans were confused at that pick. We got to understand it, understood that they needed a quarterback. And so <laughs> let's see what this guy got. We didn't get a chance to see it in college what's going on in training camp in the pros. Now, he is a rookie, and playing with the first team is going to be super faster than what he's expecting to play at this time. It's a learning curve. It's alarming. It is alarming. But I think it's going to become a real issue if it continues to happen, if he's continued placed in credible moments throughout the training camp practices, with first team in certain situations. If it continues to be, you know, he's not succeeding or he's just not getting it, then, yes, I think Houston fans should worry. I also think throughout this entire process, Houston should keep their eyes on uh, free agent quarterbacks just in case you need to. Blake Bortles is out there. Um, RG3 is out there. Jordan Tamu, who Houston recently signed a couple of seasons ago, you know, he, so he has a relationship with the team, old regime, you know, he was a passionate uh, organization, but he has a relationship. So maybe somebody in that building can advocate for him, just throwing his name out there because of you know, his experience. And his most significant professional experience is in the XFL. But I think you should still keep their eye on Q, QB free agents throughout this process. Why? I do not believe that they're going to purposely concede the season right now. I got to see how game one comes out. We picked them to be a rookie-led Jackson Jaguar team. How that team comes out will set the foundation for the rest of the year. I know I'm getting ahead, but I'm just saying it's important for them to continue to keep their options open.
0: I actually agree with your statement that they should actually continue to look at free agent quarterbacks because as so-so – davis mills did look on saturday jeff driscoll was terrible and like i mentioned in my write-up on the texans wire when i was reporting on day four of training camp if it gets to the point where the texans are starting jeff driscoll i read that one at yeah. any point throughout the season that one. you might as well just say you're not going to watch the texans for the entire you know what i liked that about game. that
1: you know what i liked about that it didn't need anything extended to it it was just hey if this guy
0: started <laughs> it was that bad quarterback
1: or, or if he's getting valuable playing time and snaps, Houston really does have a problem. Not to cliche NASA, but there's going to be an issue with this team on 16 and curve.
0: But you know, a lot of people is focusing on Davis Mills out there throwing five interceptions. Like I said, two of them out in my opinion, wasn't his fault, especially the one that ricocheted out of the hands of Kiki QT. However, Davis Mills did show some promise. What I like most about Davis, He is a guy who is a little bit mobile in the pocket than what I originally thought. And what I noticed throughout these first couple days of training camp, Davis Mills can move around in the pocket when the offensive line is starting to lose at their job. There were several times where Mills was getting pressured in the pocket and he moved around and he was still able to make something happen. I think my favorite play that I did see from Mills on Saturday when he was running with the first team, I don't know which defensive lineman it was, but he was pressuring Mills. Mills got out the pocket rolled right and hit Chris Conley for a touchdown nobody wanted to talk about that but that was by far one of my if not my favorite moment of the first week of training camp from Davis Mills and I also want to mention he did throw a dagger um what seemed to be like a 15 and 20 yard touchdown to Nico Collins who by the way Nico Collins In the the words of Brandon Cooks, that boy can ball. And I would not be surprised if we get to the first game of the regular season or the second game of the regular season, and he already starting opposite alongside Brandon Cooks. I've already talked about Davis Mills' mechanics. He could throw the ball very well. The spiral that he has coming off the ball is better than what I'm seeing from Tyrod Taylor and Jeff Driscoll. You know, I, I think Davis Mills' problem, and what I'm seeing is just is just that he just got to get accustomed to the speed of the NFL. Because like I mentioned, he only played a handful <laughs> of games in college.
1: <laughs> this, right. I was to say, to this point, he has to get adjusted to the speed <laughs> of football right exactly. now. Exactly. Like, the limited amount of time in college, I think, really hurt him. And, and people have raved about his mechanics, his skill set, all of that. Uh, he, maybe he would have been a higher draft pick if he would have had that opportunity to play. So he is learning a lot on the fly, Like. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And like I said, he is expected to be a, a good insurance policy if things go wrong after week one with Tyrod Taylor. And fans are going to want to know. They, they've suffered enough, man. Fans want to just see a team that is something they can believe in for the future. Now, I've seen the people are that are done with all of the situations that don't have anything to do with what's going on at training camp. So it's going to be a little tough for him. They want to see him. They want to see what he can do. He just needs more time. And again, understand that he was a project quarterback to start with. It's not like you drafted a first-round stud or a second-round sneaker or a guy that you was like, well, how did he slip? You got him a third-round project with limited time in college. Let's take our time. It's not a big issue right now. It's alarming, but it will be an issue if it continues. Did you know that Bill Bar has 9 delicious flavors plus the occasional limited flavor time, limited time flavor. When you talk to a Bill Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know about the Bill Bar flavors, well, you're missing out on flavors like cherry, raspberry for the sweet lovers, also peanut butter brownie and double chocolate with salted caramel. There's something for everyone. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get 2 of each of the 9 flavors. Not only are Bill Barr flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Why? 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams net carbs. Go to billboard.com and use promo code lock 15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at
0: billboard.com. All right, Texans fans, as we continue here with this latest installment of Locked On Texans, as we just talked about in the first segment, Davis Mills threw five interceptions on Saturday. And it it sort of puts you in a situation where you hate to see Davis Mills go out there and so-called, quote, unquote, look terrible. But at the same time, you take a look at it from the defensive side of the ball and it makes you a little bit excited about how good and how much better this defense can actually
1: be. So at any point during the process last year with Anthony Weaver coming in as D.C. and, you know, some of the BS that Bill O'Brien used to feed, did you ever feel really confident? Maybe feel optimistic, but did you ever really feel confident? Hell No. No what we are seeing out of the first couple of days of training camp from this defense they have had seven turnovers in the last two days of practice justin reed has had two of them and you know what that's telling me he is stepping into that role when we just talked about talked about a couple of days ago right you're excited because you're thinking well what can lovey smith still bring at the very least can let smith bring you the most of what anthony Weaver did which wasn't a lot yes he can We got more talent on the on on the defensive backside. This team has been – defensive-wise, this team will be more intriguing, I think, than offense because we saw some terrible defense last year. And this team, you know, for the last 10 years, the past decade, the Texans have, you know, at different times ranked number one or three or top five in defense. It was just pathetic last year. So now you're kind of excited about what this – team at least after the first couple
0: of days of training camp can bring and John to your point I'm glad that you mentioned the seven turnovers that they had between Friday and Saturday's practice because guess how many turnovers they had throughout the whole entire 2020 season Nine. So that should give you and the listeners just a good sense of how much better this defense can actually be. And John, you just finished talking about Justin Reed. And just last week, in your opinion, he always seemed like he was a borderline tier two safety in this league. And you mentioned that playing under Lovey Smith can actually help him establish himself being a solid tier two borderline tier one safety and that's going to be really big for him because as we all know justin reed is going into a contract season i'm seeing a really a faster version of reed out there and not only that this secondary as a whole has looked phenomenal you know last year keon crossing was not the brightest spot on this defense he is showcasing what he can do under lovey smith you talked about Desmond King. John, you have been really big on King. Ever since the Texans signed him, he is another guy who's going out there, getting fumbles, going out there, getting in the interceptions. And the same thing can be said for Terrence Mitchell. I know it's early. And I know every time they do their seven-on-seven seven drills, 11-on-11 11 11 practices and team scrimmages, I know on the other side of that line of scrimmage is Tyrod Taylor, Jeff Driscoll, and Davis Mills. But the fact that this defense, the secondary as as a whole, was able to record a total of seven turnovers in two days when they only recorded nine for the entire 16 regular game season in 2020.
1: And of course, you know, they're playing themselves. So, you know, they know their tendencies, but It's still very encouraging to hear how totally different we are getting this year from last year
0: and really quick john i don't want to get too ahead of myself because i have not really had a full opportunity to evaluate that defensive line i do plan on doing that this week but jacob martin a guy who you and i have both been high on a guy that you and i said all he needs is an opportunity it seems like he's going to be in that starting unit because every time they line up for for 11 on 11 drills he's lining up on the opposite side of charles amini we have the first
1: preseason game not for the Texans, but First preseason game is this Thursday. We'll get to Houston very soon. Actually, next week, next Saturday, I believe, at 7 o'clock. We're going to see – and you know what I like about this preseason? There isn't four games. So what they were normally do in game two, we're going to get in game one a little bit. What they normally do in game three, we're going to get a little bit more in game two than game, you know, game three or this preseason. Who's making it, who's not? That's how I suspect it'll go. Can't wait to see who Houston has starting in certain positions. Bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. It's here to tell you that baseball season is in full swing. Also, the NFL is right around the corner and getting ready to start as well. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and your UFC, MMA action. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code Locked On. LOCKEDON. Online is your online sportsbook experts. Betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team, favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get
0: podcasts. And before we wrap up this latest installment of Locked On Texans, John and I wanted to look at the implications that might come out of Carson Wentz being hurt already. <laughs> On Friday, we got the news that Carson Wentz will be out indefinitely due to a foot injury. Now, at the time of this recording, we do not know how long Carson Wentz will be out, but why are we talking about Carson Wentz here on Locked On Texans? Because if Carson Wentz is unable to play the majority of this season, that can actually hinder a team that's in consideration to make a move for Deshaun Watson. And that team are the Philadelphia Eagles because... When the Eagles sent Carson Wentz to Indy, they did it by giving up a 2021 third round draft pick and a conditional 2022 second round draft pick. And if Carson Wentz has an opportunity to play 75% or more of the cost offensive snaps for this upcoming season, that 2022 second round pick will turn into a 2022 first round pick. Which means the Eagles will be going into next year's draft with three picks in the first round. And that is part of the reason why a lot of people believe that the Philadelphia Eagles were one of, if not the best team to trade for Deshaun because... What team, especially a team like the Houston Texans who are in the early stages of a rebuild, what team does not want to go into a draft with three total picks in the first round? If Carson Wentz is unable to play and he does not play that 75% of Indy's offensive snaps, I think there's a good possibility that Philadelphia might be out of the running.
1: Man, that would be a deal that Houston could not pass on. You know, honestly, I kinda I kinda do feel bad for Carson Wentz, just to kind of, you know, his situation. You know, he, he had an MVP year, the year that they actually won the Super Bowl when Nick Foles finished. Your boy, Nick Foles capped it off with the Philly special. But that year, man, he was MVP that year. You know, he would have never got hurt. And it just seems like his situation in Philly deterred because they was never really able to put some protection around him or weapons, man. Like Philly drafted so bad at receiver. You go back and look at the receivers Philly could have had and when they drafted, it's just it's terrible. So you kind of rooted for him now and he gets hurt. But to your point for Houston, if if that if if he doesn't play those seventy five percent of the games and Philly gets three first round picks, I, I don't see why because Philly's not sold on Jalen Hurts. I'm sorry. I mean I'm here. They're not sold on them. They're going to make that move. If, if Deshaun is able to play, <laughs> right? There's a lot going on with that, but Deshaun is able to play. They're going to make a move on them. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Follow us on Twitter at LockedOnTexans. And like us on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at some sports guy as well.
0: And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.
1: You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.